Hello and welcome to LinkedIn Heroes. I'm here in Perth and I've got uh, somebody joining me on the other side of the country today, Chris Bates, uh, who is a financial advisor and mortgage broker with Wellful. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, good. Thanks for the invite. Do you mind just giving us a quick background on you know, what you do and how you got started? So I've been a financial advisor for 12 years, but I guess just briefly, I mean, I've been running my own business for the last five years. And I mean, a lot of that success, I guess, um, and the growth of that business probably has come off the back of LinkedIn. So I guess that's uh, you know, a big factor in you know, what grows my business and um, you know, what's grows my personal brand, I guess. You're pretty active on um, LinkedIn posting and, and so on. What, what, um, when did you get started? And can you tell us a little bit about um, how you've made it work for your business? Yep. So I started writing, I mean, I've obviously been a member of LinkedIn like everyone for many years, but I guess when I started to engage on the platform and use the platform was probably 2015. I started to write probably long form articles that would, that was on the old publish, what probably still exists. Um, and, you know, I do these really long articles, but, you know, they were good to get your thoughts out and to figure out what content marketing really was, but they probably weren't getting the traction um, and then I, so I started to just go, well, let's just make it a bit more digestible, um, mm-hmm. make it small little snippets. And probably since about you know, mid 2015, I've been posting daily just up till recently, but, um, uh, been posting for about, yeah, what's that? Four years, almost daily. Wow. And how do you, uh, translate, uh, contents and, you know, articles and, and videos into, you know, your business? How do you pull the conversation offline, so to speak? Um, so my strategy is just to, to add value and just keep on, you know, be seen, you know, consistency there, staying very authentic, opening a bit more about my personal life and what are my personal passions and beliefs. So you know, it's not sometimes always about money and property and things like that. It could be well-being, it could be, you know, topical issues in, in out there, like, um, that are kind of, you know, that I, that I'm passionate about. Um, and I guess over time people get, um, you know, they start to like you or not like you. And I guess the ones that do like you start to kind of follow you. And then at some point, um, because my, what I do isn't relevant at, you know, all the time at some point they go, look, I do need to speak to someone. I'm thinking about buying a property. Oh, actually I've been reading what Chris says. And then at some point they, so sometimes people have been reading it for two or three years and then they, you know, they don't, I don't know they're reading actually, cause they're not likers, they're not commenters. They're kind of like just stealth in the background. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. It's funny, a couple of the um, same sort of themes keep coming up with when I interview successful content creators, they say the same sort of thing, you know, it's, are, you, are you embracing video now that it's on the platform? Very shortly, um, doing something very similar to what you're doing right now, actually. Um, oh, so yeah, we're, we're literally in the next couple of months, it'll, it'll come out. I think, yes, it's a really important part. I think I've started a podcast 12 months ago, and that was a massive eye-opener in terms of the power of a podcast. Um, and uh, the power of voice, I guess, rather than text. And so I think video is the next element where, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge untapped thing, but I just wanted to do it right. I wasn't sure how to do it and I actually stole an idea from you, which is, uh, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to hear I could be of some help. Um, so <laughs> there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of different views on uh, what's going on in the mortgage broking industry and the finance industry at the moment. What's your take on, uh, you know, all of the changes that are going on and do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing or, you know, neither? What are your, what's your view on it? 
Yeah, it's good. I mean, even today there's a huge court case going on with, with uh, ASIC and Westpac, which is all around the most important element, which is responsible lending. So, you know, it's very important that when people are borrowing money that they're borrowing it, you know, and it's right for them and their future. And I think there needs to be higher standards around that, which um, are all coming in and it's all, you know, good things um, to lift the standards of, of lending because it's, you know, if someone's in too much debt or they, you know, take it and they use that to buy poor assets and, you know, it can really destroy lives. And that's, you know, something I'm really passionate about. So I'm really happy with that. I think there's lots of changes potentially to the way mortgage brokers are remunerated and the way that they're paid. Um, mm. You know, and I think the Royal Commission was highlighted that. Um, but a lot of the, the small kind of conflicts are all kind of getting removed, which is great. But fundamentally, brokers have kind of won the society and, you know, the market's trust. And um, right. they're growing their market share every year. And I guess, uh, you know, they're not going to go anywhere. And that's, you know, even though the banks don't really like mortgage brokers because we, we bring more competition to uh, the smaller lenders. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'm, I was expecting you to say something like that and have a positive view on it. I, you know, with I think when you've got the add value mentality, um, you know, you, you can you can always adapt to any situation to be able to provide, you know, the value. I guess uh, I think sometimes, you know, people can have a negative um, connotation to change when they're thinking in the, you know, the taking mindset rather than in the, in the giving mindset. So you're definitely in the forefront of what's going on in the industry and the changes with technology as well. Just talking about the business, I guess, um, moving away from LinkedIn, since you like uh, got into business, has there been uh, any challenges that stood out that you've had to overcome that maybe you can share with us? Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, originally I wanted to start the business just helping young people and that's where my heart was and my passion was. But then very early on, I started attracting a lot of older clients and it was just dragged me in the wrong direction. And I think it, it took my ship off course, I guess, very early on in the business. When I realized that um, and I stopped working with older clients and I went back to what I was passionate about, that was a really um, big moment and that kind of niched. And then I could kind of set the sail, I guess. The next challenge I probably had is once I got through the first two years and I started to to grow a bit of a you know trust and a personal brand out there and people would refer to me, it was then kind of growing and hiring and I had a few stop starts there and um, mm. you know I guess working with the the perfect client was um, sometimes you know it was only so many hours in a day and the hiring was the next big challenge which we've solved and um, and now I guess it's it's really just really refining our process and really just working with who we want to work with and it's uh, it's good fun so. I think that's the key with business is you've, you've got to enjoy it. And I think that's where, um, you know, that's why we, we just really want to work with who we want to work with. Yeah, brilliant. So it sounds like, you know, when you got to the point where you're actually having to say no to some people because they're not a good fit, that you, you started to see some positive results in your business. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, no, I've noticed the same, same thing as well. It's a difficult thing to do when you've, you know, at the start you're just taking everything you can get and then to make the shift from like saying, well, actually, no, you know, what, we can add more value if we just do it, you know, do it with this market. What are you excited about in the business at the moment? I guess the, on one side, we've got a very, you know, a very grateful and very uh, thankful for where the business is at and where we've got lots of people coming to us for help and, you know, we're very thankful in that. But unfortunately, there's only so many people we can probably help per month and I think that's, you know, it's a bit of a frustration. You know, there's only so many hours I can talk to people each week and, um, you know, even though I'd love to help more and more people. So I guess scaling is a bit of a challenge for us to, you know, over the next few years. But even if we do scale and we have 10 advisors, we can only really help, you know, say 50 to 100 new customers a week, which, 
you know, still there's a lot, but it's still, you know, there's millions of Australians out there that need help. So I guess what excites me the most is probably trying to help, you know, hundreds of thousands and, you know, you know, tens of thousands of people. And so that's really where, you know, hopefully in the next few years I can, I can build things and, you know, frameworks and books and courses and um, to be able to help, you know, a lot more people, you know, cost efficiently as well for them. So that's pretty exciting because the, the technology is all there allow you to do these things nowadays. And, um, you know, with things like social, you can actually build an audience and you can provide something highly valuable. So, and you're focused, you were saying on the younger market, like first home buyers, is it? Or I love helping first home buyers. Um, you know, I was only this morning, I was, you know, helping just because it's so important. It's actually probably one of the most important financial decisions they'll make in their life. If you get that one right, it leads, you know, to other opportunities. And But if you get it wrong, unfortunately, it's, it's very hard to unwind. And so, you know, first-time buyers, I love to help, you know, but I also love to help the upgraders, you know, the people who've got kids and they're outgrowing houses. Um, but also people are thinking about just buying their first investment property and they've already other, got other property. I really love helping because, um, you know, if you do it right the first time, you never really have to sell it. And, um, you know, you can just hold it for 30, 40 years and you get all the rewards, you know, one day. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's all about just helping, you know, people do it right, I guess, and uh, keep them away from the, the bad guys. If you could be a superhero, who would you choose and why? Probably someone who doesn't exist, and it's just out there protecting the animals in this world, to be honest. Um, you know, it's the, uh, that's where I guess my passion is, and I think that, you know, um, the poaching in Africa or whether it's, you know, in the seas and things like that, you know, some superheroes just out there... Uh, Defending wildlife. Drop us a comment below. Let us know what you thought of the interview, and we'll see you next week on LinkedIn Heroes. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Cheers.